Welcome to Redeemer Online, where we give you a current glimpse into the Redeemer community so that you can feel more loved and connected and in step with our vision, and where we offer next steps on how to become more like Jesus. My name is John Newald, and this is our Monday kickoff. For most of us, Monday is the first day of a new week. It brings with it its own fresh set of challenges and blessings. Um, my hope and my desire on these Monday segments, my goal is to provide you with some encouragement, some uh, uh, scripture, some food for thought as we journey into the week. And so I want to encourage you to keep your eyes and your ears open so that you can hear how the Holy Spirit might be speaking to you. Uh, Steve Sogren uh, is a pastor in Cincinnati, Ohio. Ten years ago, he wrote a book called Conspiracy of Kindness. Some of you may have read it. In it, he tells how his church grew rapidly um, because they were committed to show kindness to others. Their motto is this. Let me read it to you. Small things done with great love are changing the world. And then they committed to doing random acts of kindness, similar to the stuff that we're doing right now in our Love Through Message series. We have encouraged you during this message series to grab an invitation card and to, when you go through that drive-through and grab a cup of coffee or when you um, get that meal, we want you to give the server two cards, one for them, an invitation, invitation card for them, one for the person behind you, and then to go ahead and purchase their meal. In this series, we're looking at how God loves us through things like loneliness and depression and weariness and strained relationships and how we can love others through that as well. And so that's a great opportunity for you to invite. Um, kindness is love in work clothes. Let me say that again. Kindness is love in work clothes. When we show God's love in practical ways, we discover the power of kindness and its ability to affect positive change, both in the lives of those we serve and in the lives of those around them. Let me read this to you. Unexpected kindness is the most powerful, least costly, and most underrated agent of human change. When kindness is, is expressed, healthy relationships are created, community connections are nourished, people are inspired to pass on kindness themselves. Yesterday, we took a team of people from Redeemer to the Harbor Light Salvation Army Shelter in downtown Minneapolis. We partnered with another church out of Albert Lee to bring and distribute meals and clothes clothes and coats and warm winter gear and hygiene bags and prayer to the homeless. Let me read from you, uh, read to you uh, an email I got from one of the leaders yesterday. Good morning, Thanksgiving Mission team. I just want to thank you for a wonderful day of outreach. What I experienced was everyone working together in important ways with servant hearts. As basic needs were met with food and winter gear, I saw so many people open to prayer, which I know was so powerful and filled a much deeper need. It was an honor to serve with each of you, and I am still experiencing this feeling of joy that can, can't be descri described very well with words. I want to thank each of you for working through the unknown of changing, of changing details and adapting as needed. Isn't that amazing? When we go and we do kindness, God's love works through us and in us. Because we don't go to church. We've been saying this. We are the church. We're called to act kindly to those in need. And that brings me to my uh, devotion part for today. Let me read from you out of Acts chapter 3, the beginning of the church. I'm going to read from you the first 20 verses in Acts 3. It's about Peter and how he uh, heals a crippled beggar. One day, 
Peter and John were going up to the temple at a time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly, the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. While the beggar held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. When Peter saw this, he said to them, Men of Israel, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at, as a, stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we made this man walk? The God of Abraham... Isaac and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus. You handed him over to be killed, and you disowned him before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. You disowned the Holy One and the Righteous One and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has given this man complete healing, as you all can see. Now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did your leaders, but this is how God fulfilled what he foretold through the prophets long ago, saying that his Christ would suffer. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord, and that he may send the Christ who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. What a great word. One act of kindness can transform a person's day or even their life. You know, there's a saying that goes like this. Be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. Kindness, it's one of the fruit of the Spirit that Paul talks about in Galatians 5. Just after they were filled with the Holy Spirit, we see in this passage this act of kindness performed by Peter and John. It led to a remarkable change of events which can only really be described as power evangelism. It led to an astonishing church growth as Peter then began to preach. And this explosion that took place in this early church eventually changed the whole world. You know, it's ironic. You look at the disciples and, and you see that they had no building. <laughs> they had no money. They had no resources. They began as a bunch of fishermen and tax collectors. And yet the church exploded into this life with astonishing growth. People on the outside were attracted because of what they saw on those early followers on the inside. They were attracted by the sheer power of God and the release of God's through this act of kindness. These two men, they were on their way to an afternoon evening service. They got there, they saw a person in desperate need begging at the gate. The man was crippled, and it was ironic, it was at the gate called Beautiful. And yet, the gate, even though it was called that, was not how the world would see Beautiful. A, a man crippled from birth, a disabled man, begging. But yet when they saw the irony, their hearts did not sink. But in contrast, their faith rose. They saw something in the man and they healed him. They saw someone in need. They recognized the inner beauty of every human being. 
They didn't have any money. So Peter says in verse 6, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. <laughs> Church, there is incredible power in the name of Jesus. To the Hebrew mind, a person's name spoke about that person's character. It was not a magic formula or a tag on like we say at the end of the prayer. This was the difference between the ministry of Jesus and that of his disciples. Jesus healed in his own authority. But his disciples back in that day and us as disciples today, we do things in Jesus' name, in his name. We're dependent on him. In our weakness, you and I are made strong. It's the power that's in the name of Jesus Christ. Then this man who's healed, he jumps to his feet. He's excited. He's walking and leaping and praising God. But then this one act of kindness led to this astonishing effect. It says in verse 10 and 11, the people were filled with wonder and amazement at what happened to him. All the people were astonished and came running to them. They came running to them. Peter then has this crowd that's gathered, and he takes advantage of that opportunity to go ahead and speak about Jesus, to give a sermon, to talk about Jesus' death and his resurrection and their need for faith. Peter's second sermon, this is his second, was just like his first. It totally focused on Jesus. He says in verse 12, People of Israel, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power of godliness we made this man walk? Peter really clearly says, it's not about us. It, it's about Jesus. And Peter's whole sermon was about Jesus. He says in verse 13, Jesus is God's servant. In verse 14, he's the holy and righteous one. In verse 15, he's the author of life. In uh, 22, he's the prophet foretold by Moses. And then he tells them, by faith in the name of Jesus Christ, this man who you know was crippled and has now been made strong, it's by faith in Jesus' name. And that's why this man received his healing. Peter then goes on and he speaks about you know, our sin. He speaks about the cross and the resurrection and our need to repent and turn to God. He assures them that God's promise is to forgive their sins and restore them in a right relationship. He says in verse 19, repent then. And turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Church, as we jump into this new week, wouldn't it be great to start out with a time of refreshing? We all knew that, need that. We can be weary. We can get worn out. But that time of refreshing comes when you and I spend time with Jesus. We sometimes need to learn just to push pause to separate ourselves, whether that be in the morning or in the afternoon or at lunchtime, it doesn't matter. Just to spend time with God the way Jesus did. The Holy Spirit wants to bring you times of refreshing. And so my encouragement to you, church, is that you would know that it's in the name of Jesus Christ. It's by His power and by His authority that we do these acts of kindness. And so my encouragement and my prayer to each of you today is that you would just say that simple prayer. Lord, show me who and how I can do an act of kindness today in the name of Jesus Christ. Because when we do that, we are being used by God to change the world. That's our mission. That's our call. That's what we want you all to be about. How you too can be a part of an act of kindness for God. All right. Thanks for joining us today for Redeemer Online. For even more of what's happening in our church and in our community, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on YouTube and on Instagram, or visit us at our website at www.redeemermn.org. God bless you, church. I love you. Have a great week. Bye-bye.